Hello and welcome to the Career Changers podcast. I'm Elisa Martinic and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of the Career Changers. I'm definitely one of them. I learned from my experience that following our dreams requires courage, self-awareness and a lot of inner work. I love to discover stories of career change and share them with the world as a source of inspiration for all those who are still searching. Career changes are not the straightforward chronology written in our CVs, but the sum up of our dreams, ambitions, failures and successes. The Career Changers is an online community that aims to inspire thousands of people during their journey to self-realization. We discover and share inspirational real-life stories of career change. We inspire people that are thinking to change career. We support people that want or need to change career, but feel stuck or lacking confidence and clarity. We connect and collaborate with organizations that support career change across different industries. I believe that thinking to have only one job or career in our life is a limiting belief, unless the job or that career make us happy. Life is a journey, and with one third of our lives spent working, it would be unimaginable to not have a desire to explore new avenues. Welcome to the Career Changers podcast. Hi, Pamjit, and welcome to the Career Changers. The Career Changers is an online community that aims to share inspirational career stories, um, career change stories with the world. And uh, today we are welcoming you uh, to our second podcast episode. Uh, Pamjit Basra is a student and teacher of Raja Yoga Meditation. He has many years of experience of facilitating courses, talks and seminars on self-development to a variety of audiences. He works as a project manager and specializes very successfully in inspiring and maintaining enthusiasm in others. Welcome, Pamjit. Thank you, Elisa. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, um, well, um, we, we never really met in person, but I know you through your work. And um, I would say I'm really grateful that I was able to follow your seminars and your talks during um, lockdown uh, because they've been very helpful. So I hope uh, that your uh, experience can be helpful uh, to all the career changes that are following us. So, so. so um, yeah, here we talk about career change. Uh, can you share what, what has been your professional life? Like, how did you start um, your career and what was, you know, your working life? Mm. So, basically, I, I, I started in my family's business. I was uh, sort of roped into my family's textile manufacturing business. I graduated from university and then I went straight into my family's business. Although I was studying for my degree, at the same time, I was definitely helping at, uh, or in all the time that I had free. Now, things were great. You know, I was selling to major retailers. I would be uh, constantly visiting fashion shows and talking to suppliers and uh, um, clients and everything couldn't be better. But then one day it all went wrong. Uh, even though we were very successful, 
in the back of my mind, there was always this fear that one day this would all come to an end. And so we had all of those things, um, success, status, and, and all the trappings that go with a successful uh, business. But there was never an opportunity, I would say, I felt really secure. And when the business folded, that's when I really felt insecure. I was lost. I didn't know what to do. And it took me many years to have closure from the family business closing down. And obviously, I tried to apply for uh, new jobs, new postings, but it was extremely difficult because people saw me as a competitor who would come in, perhaps steal their ideas and uh, start my own business. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. All I wanted was a simple job that gave me a little bit of security, financial security, but also a sort of purpose in life. And it was really meditation that uh, allowed me to have closure and face the, uh, the future that was going to uh, unfold in my life. Yeah, that's really interesting. And um, you use a specific word uh, that I heard before in other people that uh, had their, uh, let's call, moment of crisis between one career and the other. And these uh, had the trappings. And it's quite interesting that uh, when someone is speaking about having a successful career, at some point they can identify that there are as well trappings related with that. Um, so what were your trappings? I think the trappings was best, uh, money. Uh, we made loads of money, literally, and we were able to buy uh, things uh, with cash. Uh, we didn't buy anything on credit. We were buying a lot of properties. We had all the expensive cars, so badge, was very important. The, the brand that we had had to reflect success like Mercedes, like Rolls-Royce uh, or a BMW. Uh, but when it all went, that's when I felt really for the first time, you know, um, insecure. And I, and, I, and I suppose I have to say that I now look back on it, not as a sort of, look, why did it happen? It, we could have done this, it should have been like that, no. Actually, when I look back in my life now, I see this as a wonderful opportunity that enabled me to open further doors that allowed me to reach myself, which I perhaps wouldn't have reached had I continued with that other career. Because I know it, with the other career that I had in the family business, there was a lot of arrogance. There was a lot of ego. And, um, and I didn't like to be told what to do. I always knew what to do. That was the arrogant bit. But then this insecurity came about because there was always others who were doing better than us. So you're always competing, you're always comparing, and you're never happy. And so when the business failed, um, at first it was very difficult to cope with it. Uh, my mind just couldn't uh, stop thinking. And even though I was by myself, I would think about the events over and over again. I'm thinking, why did I do this? Why did I do that? But then, as with everyone, we all see some light at the end of the tunnel. And when we reach that light, actually we see something completely different. So my attitude towards life uh, changed completely. And I'm, I would say now, um, I'm much more contented person. I'm much more happy with myself because I'm no longer afraid of losing anything or anyone. Because of before, what was causing me fear was the attachment. An attachment, we don't realize, comes in a very subtle form. This is my job. 
These are my possessions. This is my relationship. And the moment we say my, we are definitely going to experience upheaval in our lives. So when things are going great, everything's great. But when things go down, then it's always someone else's fault. It's not my fault. It's not my problem. But the reality is, I am the one that creates success, but I also create failure. So what I experience in life is my choice. And what I do next is also my choice. Yeah, that's really interesting and uh, is a very meaning, meaningful approach to life. Uh, I think that many times when, when we look at careers or people think about career change, um, there is too much of a focus on external things, uh, but uh, everything at the end starts from inside. And it's really important to do lots of search searching and uh, maybe to look at ourselves and see how we are, you know, also presenting ourselves uh, to the world, how we are, um, how we build our relationship with others. Um, so, was it at the time that you discovered Raja Yoga, uh, if I pronounce it correctly? <laughs> yes, it's, it's Raja Yoga, and many people Raja Yoga. Raja Yoga. It's all correct. There's, there's no right or wrong way to pronounce it. I think for all of us. Um, we do go through a, a moment of uh, upheaval in our life where we reach a crossroad and we have to decide which, which uh, direction do I want to go. And whilst having, as I said, a, a very successful business and then to lose it all, and this was something like uh, 40 years ago now, 30, yeah, 30, 30 odd years ago. And um, I don't think I really understood what I wanted in life. I thought I wanted this, I wanted that, but actually it was me being conditioned by society, by, by my family, by my friends, I, that I would be happy, I would be successful if I had achieved X, Y, Z. And having achieved X, Y, Z, I didn't find that happiness and contentment that I was looking for. I think that was the moment when I was introduced to uh, meditation. And I have to say, I was very skeptical of meditation because I've never done any forms of um, meditation. I, I didn't go to a, a place of worship. So basically it was, a you know, as, as long as I'm happy, I'm all right. But fortunately, I, I am really pleased. There are people out there who genuinely and sincerely care about others. And it was my wife that introduced me to meditation because she realized I became quite agitated, I became angry. My whole personality, my behavior changed. I was a little bit short-tempered and, and I felt isolated. And when she said, you should do meditation, my first reaction was no. You know, who, are you to, who are you to tell me what to do? Because I know what to do. You know, who, 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 who wants to be told what to do in their lives? We don't like it, but that sometimes uh, that it can be the mirror of truth for us. So I did go, and I was actually going to say to that person, it's really nice meeting you, thank you very much, uh, um, but don't call me, I'll call you, which basically means leave me alone. Uh, and I went be basically to keep my wife happy. But when I went, something uh, amazing happened. For the first time, I was able to go inwards. I'm really talking about letting go of all my problems and experiencing a real calm, real peace and I thought there's something here and and I've been since then about almost 25 years on 
uh, it's had a profound change in my life where the fear, the worries, the tension, the competition, the comparisons, the criticism, the comments, you know, have all gone. It doesn't matter because I've realized it doesn't matter how the world sees me. And I don't need the world's approval to be the person that I am. All I need is my own approval. I need to accept myself unconditionally. And I think that's what Raj Yoga has taught me is to be nice to myself, to be kind to myself, and not to be judgmental of my past. Because before I found it extremely difficult to let go of the past. There was always this blame game. If it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for that, but now I accepted whatever was meant to be, it was fine. Because, and I have to say, the reason why I was getting up and down feelings is because emotionally or spiritually, I was empty inside. And I was trying to fill that emptiness from a job, from a possession, from a status, from a relationship. And the more I looked on the external, the more insecure, the more vulnerable I became. And for the first time, I looked at myself on the inside. And from inside, I realized everything that I wanted in life, I already had. It wasn't the job that was giving me happiness. It wasn't the relationship that was giving me happiness. It was me, but I always thought it was from the outside. And so the moment I started to really connect with my own true self, I felt a sense of huge relief. It's like a burden shifted. So now I could go out into the world and do anything that I wanted to do. And I didn't have to please people because I was a, sometimes we can become people pleasers, don't we? Now I could be myself. And if somebody didn't like my title or the way I looked or the job I did, well, it was not my problem. It was theirs. And because I treated myself with respect, I was able to treat others with that same respect. And I found that the more peaceful I became inside, the more contented I became, the more I found that people around me's attitude also changed towards me. They became much more peaceful. They no longer saw me as a threat. They saw me as a, as a friend, as a companion. And I think when we do go through a change, at the time of change, we're, we're very scared, we're very frightened, but we shouldn't be because that is the opportunity that we need to grasp that allows us to experience our real selves. So since then, I've had a career change twice. I mean, since meditation, I, I, I tried to get a job, um, but I, I couldn't get one. And I was always wanting the perfect job, a highly paid job, but nobody would take me on. I thought I had the qualifications, had the experience, but for one reason or another, I didn't get it. So I applied to my local council and it was on a, a temporary basis and it was the minimum wage. At that time, the, the, the wage was about seven pounds an hour. This was a 19, no, this was 2001. And I thought, well, you know, what have I got to lose? You know, what have I got to lose? Let me go out and let me prove myself. And so they said, okay, we've got a contract for you for four weeks. And I said, okay, I'll take it. And you know what? I did everything that they wanted and more. They were actually quite surprised. And I actually found it quite easy with all my background to do what they wanted. And I found it very easy 
to integrate with people from different backgrounds, from different hierarchies in the, in, in the organization structure. And, and because of that, they actually felt more comfortable with me and they actually extended my contract. And then before I knew it, they offered me a full-time post. And then from there, I was able to get a, a, another a sort of managerial post and I moved up the career ladder. And then after some 12 years with the council, I decided to take redundancy. And for, for a couple of years, I took it very easy. And then I thought, well, you know, there's still life in me. I still want to do things. I still have aspirations. And I went into the building trade. It was started off very slowly. And within three years, I've got a very successful business company. We, we build new houses. But I've always enjoyed building. It's, it's been in my blood since my teens. So it's not, it wasn't exactly, I'm, I'm venturing to something different. But I, what I would say is that it's, I've never been frightened to, to do something different. It's what I feel comfortable within me. And because I feel very comfortable with myself, I find that the clients that I'm doing business with feel very comfortable doing business with me. They, they, they can feel the sincerity in my voice, in the advice that I give. So I would say anybody who's in a similar situation is wondering where am I gonna uh, go next? What am I gonna do? I haven't got the qualification, nobody wants me. Never ever give up. Always have faith in yourself. Never have doubts in yourself. It's not about others, it's about you. When you yourself are happy within yourself and you start accepting rather than expecting, then you'll find that there's no barriers. There are no ceilings which you can't break. So suddenly you can be whoever you want. I mean, I always find with successful people, they are successful because they don't always follow others. They follow their own instinct. And sometimes it's against the advice of what mainstream is. So don't be afraid. Yeah, that's a great message. And especially during these times, a uh, lot of people are experiencing redundancy, lots of jobs. Um, and uh, yeah, I would say that uh, um, especially when we decide that we want to do something that is more uh, attuned with our inspiration or, or the way we want to live, we have the courage, we need to have the courage sometimes to go against what is the uh, you know, um, common sense maybe, and take some some calculated risk, and it's not always easy. Um, so you were talking before. You say that when you were suggested to get some help or to look into meditation, you felt quite resistant about uh, that idea. Do you think that's something that is more common um, in? in the male world, like, because maybe there is this idea of masculinity where asking for help is something that, oh, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> I, I, I think there is a, a common perception that, that, that the male uh, of the human species is very arrogant and they don't like to be told. But I have to say, it's, it's really about letting go of this consciousness of I am this, I am that, whether we're male or female whether we're young or old, rich or poor. I think one thing that I've discovered is that we're all actors playing a role. And if I become attached to the role, then, then the role is gonna to dictate to me how I feel. 
But when I know I'm an actor and I'm playing the role of a businessman, playing the role of a housewife, playing the role of a, uh, a housekeeper, then what happens is when that role finishes, I can let it go and I'm not stuck in the past. And I also see others as actors playing their role. And you know, the wonderful thing about this um, awareness is I have no right to tell them how to play their part. I have no right to write their script. It's up to them because only they can play their part. Their part is unique to them. And my part is unique to myself. So with that understanding, the arrogant I or the disheartened I goes. I'm able to then interact with others without any favor or fear. I know in, in today's society, sometimes we're overwhelmed by someone's physical appearance or their stature in society because of their wealth, because of their, their position. But when I see them as an actor, I'm never impressed by them. I'm never overwhelmed by them because I know a role can change. I know your looks can change. I know relationships can change. In fact, everything changes. What happens is because we become attached to something or someone, we want it to remain the same. But the laws of physics, the laws of nature say, change is natural. It is always ongoing. But because we don't have the resources within, we can't cope with that change. So this is why in today's world, especially during lockdown, some people have found it extremely difficult to cope with their lives, especially when they're living in isolation or, or they're all by themselves, or suddenly they find that the, the job that they had is no longer there because of circumstances of change. But again, we, ought, we need to have courage. We need to believe in ourselves because from this moment of crisis or upheaval, there is always something that's better. And, and I would look back in my life and say, you know, if the business had not failed, we would not be having this conversation today. I'm glad, I look back on my life, I'm glad way things happen because it allowed me to reconnect with myself that's very loving, very kind, very generous. And because of what's within me, I can now see that in others. So now I'm no longer afraid of people's color or position or whoever they may be. I mean, I've never feel threatened by anyone. I've never experienced that because I feel very comfortable with myself. And because I'm comfortable within myself, I will also make comfortable uh, uh, with others as well. I mean, I mean, look at look at today's upheaval. There is so much hate because of someone's color, because of someone's gender. And what is that? It's because they're insecure. We become attached to a situation, and when change comes, whether it's a change of work practice, whether it's a change of culture, whether it's a change of police system, or a change of technology we are inadequate at that time because we don't have the resources from within to cope with that. And what meditation has done for me is to top up those uh, spiritual resources and it's absolutely free to everyone and it's there in abundance. And so for me, it's a moment of reflecting, going into solitude and experience that silence. And when I come out of that silence, I allow my, I have experienced that my discernment power, my judgment power is very sharp. I can see things 
much clearly. I'm able to find solutions much faster than if my mind was stuck in the past or blaming others. So I've always said to people uh, from my own experiences, don't live in the past, but learn from the past. The most important aspect of life is not tomorrow or yesterday. It's about now. So it, for me, it's about appreciating what I have. And if I appreciate what I have in my life now, no matter how little or large it may be in comparison to others, but for me, it is just right. Because when I appreciate things in life now, then life will also appreciate me. Yeah, and change is definitely a key word here. Uh, we talk about career change, but of course that's something that, that sometimes happens when a person uh, itself is changing. And, um, and we have been living during this 2020, you know, like uh, a series of events that have been very unpredictable. So um, what would you suggest to someone that feel overwhelmed by, by change? And um, if someone would like to approach um, Raj Yoga, uh, what would be the best way to start with it? I think the first thing is, don't be afraid. There's two things that really put people down in today's world. One is worry, and the second is fear. We worry too much by thinking too much, and we're afraid of the unknown. There is nothing to be afraid of. There is nothing to worry about. So the first thing is I need to do is I need to treat myself with the utmost respect. Whatever's happened, whatever's been said, whatever's been done, I've got to learn to let it go. Let it go doesn't mean I forget about it. I can't forget my past. It means I shouldn't uh, be influenced by all of those uh, situations or people that have come in my life. They were the right moments. They were the right things to do. But now I need to face the present. I need to live in the present. And so that does mean that I need to have a different approach because the old approach has not worked. As we've seen uh, during this COVID, we've realized how dependent we have become on certain lifestyles. And now those very lifestyles have been taken away from us. People seemed stripped of their sort of well-being. No, it was, it was just that we've allowed our independence to go by becoming dependent on the outside world. So if we want to become free, then we've got to look within ourselves. And meditation is one method of looking within ourselves. And the reason why I uh, like meditation is anyone can do it. It's not about changing your religion. It's not about changing your culture or your dress or whatever. It's about you reconnecting with yourselves and being nice to yourself. And through that, um, you can say, reacquaintance of the self, I'm able to connect with myself that gives me real peace, real freedom. And that allows me to cope with whatever change is gonna come my way. So you can go onto the internet and you can type Raj Yoga Meditation and everything is for free. I've, I've always been skeptical of organizations that charge 
that tell you, yes, we will make you peaceful. We will show you how you're peaceful, but there's a cost. How on earth can you charge people to be peaceful? Peace is the uh, innate quality of the self, the soul, the spirit, the consciousness. And I think everyone should be able to connect. And if we all uh, light the light of others so they can experience peace, imagine what the world would be like where we would be caring, compassionate, where we wouldn't feel insecure, where we wouldn't feel threatened, where we can just blossom in each other's company. And, and I would say to anyone is don't be afraid of doing something what people say is spiritual. I mean, what is spirit? It's me, the being. We talk about my spirit is so good. It's me, the being. And I see myself as this being that's separate from this physical body. The body is changing, but me, the spirit, is constant. So when I connect with myself, I can meet people of all backgrounds. I'm never uh, intimidated by someone's appearance. I was at one point when I was younger. I always used to think, why is there so much hatred in this world? And then one day when I threw, as I said, I was doing meditation, it all clicked. And then I understood it wasn't that people are born with hate or that they're racist or they have phobias. It's no, that we have acquired those things and we have become part of that. And we think we are that. We're not. We're actually very gentle beings. We're actually very loving beings. So I think um, go for it. Try it. And if you don't like it, what have you lost? Nothing. It's like the career change, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, you do a job. If you don't like it, you know, some, I, I remember uh, somebody was phoning me and this was a, a person uh, who was going in through a very difficult relationship. And she said, oh, my, um, my, hud, my husband is abusive and, um, and I've just done the uh, Raj Yoga course with me. She, she was very anonymous. I didn't know who she was, but, but somehow she got my mobile number. And she kept phoning me for uh, uh, weeks and weeks, and it went on for a month. And then I thought, okay, we have to, we have to sort of uh, have a conclusion to this. So I said to her, look, um, I appreciate what you're going through, and uh, thank you for sharing your um, sort of story. I says, basically, you have three choices. The first choice is you can continue with this uh, situation. The second is you can build bridges and you can try to have compromise. And if you don't want the, the first two, then the third choice is you go. So it's the same thing in life. You know, we all, we all are presented with choices, but ultimately we have the freedom to do what we want to do. And, but we should do so without any feeling of regret or feeling that I've, I, I owe somebody it's got to be done from the perspective where I feel really comfortable. And so don't be afraid of having that change, whether it's a, a relationship, whether it's a job, whether it's uh, changing your religion, your culture, or going to the other side of the world, who knows? But, but most of all, believe in yourself, you know? Don't lose heart. You know, when we're going through a crisis, it's, it's almost like we're crying in our mind and no one's listening to us. I've been there. I know what it feels like. It's a very lonely place to be. But I also know that those are the moments that will make me strong. And I look back and I'm thinking, you know, I never once shared 
what was going on in my mind with anyone else. Maybe um, had I done so, who knows? But I also know that there are other people who are going through what I was going through. So what help could they give me? Perhaps words of comfort at the most. But ultimately, we have to take responsibility for ourselves. We are accountable to ourselves. So this is why I say, have courage, become fearless, and everything will be fine. Oh, I mean, uh, I feel lost for words because, uh, you know, when you talk, you give me this great feeling of peace and it's really nice, um, yeah, to have a different approach to life. And uh, I think it's really important um, to uh, have an understanding that, you know, I mean, especially in big cities, I would say like, uh, you know, I live in London and uh, if, you know, depending on the environment you're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis, sometimes the relationship becomes more about exchange than actually considering that we are human beings. Um, so I personally value more like the human side, of course, but I think that um, this year has been, uh, you know, really important for everyone and everyone is evaluated what are, what are the priorities in their life or actually uh, is more important. So it's quite curious to see, would be quite curious to see um, if actually things will change mm -hmm. uh, also in our day-to-day -day life or this is just a transition and then things we will be, go back to normal. Um, I think that the career changes, everyone that's listened to, to you uh, probably feels very inspired to explore Raja Yoga or at least meditation. And uh, what if they would like to get in touch with you or find your, your events? Is there somewhere that they can uh, contact you? Go to www.brahmakumaris.org and from there you can find your local center in the UK. Uh, I think there's about 45 centers and worldwide there's 100 and we're in 135 countries about 9,000 centers and there's and these courses can be delivered in the indigenous language of that particular country so there's there's something that's working right if it's gone global to 135 and and the other wonderful thing I have to say this you mentioned maybe males are very arrogant well oh, I didn't say that <laughs> I just said, I didn't say that. I was just looking at the statistics that those countries that had got that, that have female leaders have done much better than those that have had uh, male leaders. Anyway, this is this is this organization is also unique in that sense. It's actually uh, run by women. It's a global organization where women are the administrators of the uh, organization. In, indeed, al although the first person who started it, he's, he's, he was fondly remembered as Brahma Baba, uh, but he gave the, uh, the reins to a, a board of uh, trustees, and they were mainly uh, composed of, um, uh, of the uh, female agenda. And I have to say, I'm really glad because sometimes I, I, I do find that uh, uh, with all due respect to religion, it, it's very male dominated and uh, there's only one perspective. So it's nice to be in an organization where there is a much more balanced view to life. So both appreciating the male and the female. Yeah. And I have to say, Lisa, I have no issue with taking oh. the directions from any female. <laughs> 
I'm in happily my, married. <laughs> <laughs> no, in my idealistic world, I don't think male are arrogant. I think just in terms of human beings, like, you know, a woman can be arrogant too. Um, there was just a question because uh, you're a man and you were talking about your resistance to uh you know um look at something different uh, and um maybe you know in my experience i can see that sometimes women are more open or more keen on, on discussing certain topics so i just wanted to know what was your opinion about that um but i'm sure there are plenty of men that are in touch with their souls and yeah. they are <laughs> Very positive. I've gone beyond the consciousness of gender consciousness and, That's great. <laughs> and country consciousness and flag consciousness. I see everyone as a soul. I see everyone as this, like this sparkling star and they're all wearing a different costume. Sometimes it's male, sometimes a female, and it's all of different colors of different sizes. But stripping away all of that, I'm seeing you as a soul. I'm seeing you as an equal. So this way, the vision is always the same. So do you manage to do that even when you're working? <laughs> um, most of the time, most of the time, I have to say a few times I do forget. And I, uh, and my old self, my, uh, sometimes people think being spiritual, that you become like a doormat, that, you know, everybody can walk over you. And I think people who are spiritual actually are very strong-minded. They're strong, very strong-willed. They will never compromise their values, their integrity, and I've noticed that for myself, um, that there are certain things that I will not cross over. There is a red line that I will not cross over. So I do not like uh, lying. I do not like cheating. I do not like uh, anger. I do not like people manipulating, gossiping. I, all of these things that we all detest in society, I, I actually don't want to experience. But from time to time, there is that element of me that sort of reveals itself. But also... I see it as an opportunity. Oh, okay, I thought I'd conquered it, but I need a bit more attention. So self-respect in many ways, is just attention on the self. Do you have any specific like tips for young people? Because sometimes, you know, uh, also looking at ourselves comes with maturity and understanding of how we work internally, how we feel. So maybe when we are younger, it's a little bit more difficult I don't know, do you have any experience of well, exactly with young people? If you look at, if you look at the, the biggest companies in the world today, Apple, uh, Microsoft, uh, Google, uh, or Facebook, they were all started and inspired by young people. And those very young people, when they came up with those ideas, they were spurned by mainstream uh, industries. And so because they were rejected, they had no choice but to go out and do it themselves because they always believed in themselves. And now those same uh, young people are become the bedrock of today's um, sort of, you know, modern uh, technology-led um, era. So I would say to anybody who's young, anybody who, who feels they're vulnerable, who doesn't have the experience or qualifications, is, you know, get out of that box, get out of that mentality and think outside and see everything as an opportunity. And you'll be surprised what opportunities there are. So don't be um, disheartened. Don't feel upset because somebody says you can't do this, or you can't do that. 
after all, it is just their point of view. You have to go with what you think is right for you. So don't get overwhelmed by a person's qualification. Don't get carried away because somebody is more eloquent than you. No, they are just an actor playing a role, but you play your role. And thank you, Pamjit. You can be. <laughs> Yeah, uh, thank you very much uh, for coming to the Career Changers and for sharing your experience and knowledge. And um, well, <laughs> speak to you soon. Thank you for having me. So I, I hope you're very uh, sort of, you've done a wonderful thing. You're obviously very caring and very compassionate. You want to touch the hearts of others. So if, if you didn't have that, you wouldn't be doing this uh, project that you've uh, sort of initiated. So I wish you the very best and continued success in this. Thank you. I'm, great, I'm very grateful for you <laughs> to say that. And uh, um, I know you always say Om Shanti. Yes. Uh, can you say to our uh, listeners, what does that mean? <laughs> Om Shanti. That, that's, it's, it's symbolic of a, of a greeting of peace. Om means I, the soul. Shanti is the Hindi word for peace. So the literal translation is, I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of peace. And so are you. So we can close then this with Om Shanti. Om Shanti, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Career Changers podcast. We really enjoyed talking to Pamjit Basra, student and teacher of Raja Yoga Meditation. We really appreciated his suggestions on how to deal with career change and change in general during these challenging times. If you want to read more career change stories or if you want to be updated with all our activities, you can visit our website thecareerchangers.com or you can follow us on uh, all the other social media channels like LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We are looking forward for the next episode next week, so don't forget to follow us again. Bye!